fighting against the flesh without the strength of God is failure waiting to happen. We cannot think that we can attempt to live for Christ while trying to hold on to the very thing that contradicts God's word. Sin distances us from living a holy life. And so on today's episode, we have Pastor Jordan. He'll be preaching from Romans 8, a message on why we cannot fight a fleshly appetite by indulging in sin. Um, I don't mind if after uh, the message we get together and we talk and fellowship, you guys, we can stay as long as we like. That's a part of the pillars of this group. It's not the foundation, but it is part of the structure of the group is that we do fellowship with one another. So um, I encourage it. I do not want to discourage it, of course. So, uh, But I do have, I'm just going to warn you, okay? <laughs> uh, I do have um, a longer message than I normally would. Um, I hope it's encouraging. I hope it's not like, I'm not going to be here like a four, an, an hour. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking... It's just going to be longer than just an average devotional. So let's go to Romans 8, if you have your Bibles. Go to Romans 8. Um, this week's challenge is principle number four, which is we cannot fight a fleshly appetite by indulging in it. Uh, that is so self-explanatory. This is not a verse in the Bible. So let me give you a verse in the Bible that says this exact thing, Okay. Let's go to Romans 8, and I want to start uh, with verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Amen to that. Um, because where, where we used to be, uh, which by the way, in verse 7, I think several, ver- uh, several chapters before chapter 8 is talking about justification. And if you know anything about justification or the doctrine of justification, it means just if I'd never sinned. That's the principle I use. If, if you're justified, God looks at you just if I'd never sinned. So now, because of, we are justified, now we have life in Christ now there is no condemnation. That is relieving. <laughs> that there's no adjective to describe that. That the wrath of God that we deserved is no longer on us any longer. And now we are no longer condemned. A man, uh, the God-man who, who never did anything wrong, took our place on the cross. And he, he died the death we deserved. He took the wrath of God. He drank the cup of wrath from God willingly. And now, because of that, there is therefore now no condemnation. Not because we are good. It says those that are in Christ. I just wanted to add that in there. Uh, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Listen to this. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. He literally did 
what we could not do in fulfilling the law, but in flesh, literally condemned sin. Well, we actually live in sin. But God condemned it in the flesh, living in the flesh. Going on, it says that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. This is going into principle number four, verse number five. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. This is literally what this, this, this principle is talking about, is that if we live in carnality, if we live according to the flesh, we are going to seek what our flesh desires. What else are we to do? You can't live in the world and live for God. You can't do it. Now, the Bible says to be in the world, but not of the world. And this verse is saying if we seek the Spirit, if we seek God, we will desire the things of God. It's pretty simple. But it's not when we are in the midst of living in the world. Look at the fruit of living for the flesh. It says it brings death. It brings death to your family. It brings death to your relationships. It brings death to your finances. You can't tell me your addictions don't cost you money. It for sure does. It brings death to your life. I don't think this is talking about a, a, a natural death, even though sin does sin does affect your body. And you will die someday because of the curse of, uh, of sin. But this is talking about it puts things that are alive and well and there are blessings from God. The sin that you create, the sin that you allow in your life, the sin that you seek, puts all, that thing, all those things to death. All those things to death. But they that are after, I love that word after. They are, they are, they're after it. They're after the Spirit. They're anxiously seeking for God every moment of every day, looking for Him in everything that, that comes our way. What would God do in this situation? How would God react in this situation? How would God treat this individual? How would God treat this situation? Looking after the Spirit, after the Spirit. It says, for carnally minded um, is death, but the, to be spiritually minded is life and peace. The total opposite of what carnality brings is life and peace. Have you ever met somebody who just is full of life and everything about their life is just peaceful? Them the, the, themselves are peaceful. Uh, their life is in order. Listen, they're not that way because they are great. They're like that because they seek after someone who is greater. The God said that he will establish our ways if we just follow him. Literally, it's this. It's looking where God's footprints are and stepping in his footprints. But this is what happens. We often take our own path and make our own trail. And that leads to death. And be sure if we are follow, if we are going this way, someone else is also following us, because all of us are leaders. Amen. All of us are leaders. But if we are stepping in the master's steps, everyone behind us, 
are coming right behind us. Um, I want to go on just a few more verses. I will not. I will not keep you long. It says because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Did you hear that? I said this, for it is not subject to the law, neither indeed can be. In other words, if you are trying to get your way to heaven or fix this situation on your own, you have zero hope. No chance. None. But if you are walking again in the master's steps, there is not just life and peace, but there is hope uh, verse number uh, eight so then mark this verse in your bible so then they that are in the flesh cannot 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 please god cannot please god you can't do anything in your flesh that pleases god nothing Let's just be fair and let's just be honest. This is what the Bible is teaching all along without God just bluntly saying it. There is nothing that pleases God except himself. If we want to please God, it's got to be his way. If we want to honor God, it's got to be his way. But not just that. It's got to be in his spirit. Because there's nothing in us, that is good. We ruin that back in the garden. We ruin that. We ruin that chance. But God, being merciful and loving, came to earth, fulfilled the law in the flesh, which is something we could not do. He did. Died on the cross, a perfect sacrifice unto God. And if we just accept that by faith, that is to our account. So that now we are on a new path. I really believe this. I don't know if it's in this room, but I know it's in the city. That there are those who want a new start. And God says, you can have it. Matter of fact, he even says this. You can literally be born again. In other words, it's like the old man never even existed. You could put him to death today. And live in victory with Christ. So now there's not just temporal victory on this earth. There's eternal victory in heaven. I got to move on. There's so much. There's so much in this chapter. But ye are not in the flesh. But in the spirit. Hallelujah. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the spirit of Christ. He is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. But the spirit, I'm sorry, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Can I keep reading? Is that okay? Therefore, brethren, we are uh, are debtors, not to the flesh to live after the flesh. 
For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. Man, I don't even, I don't even know what to say. It says it right there. We are debtors to God because of what he's done for us. And what we need to do is every inkling of everything that we ever want to do, put to death. Because there's nothing in our wicked being that ever wants to please God. We need to put it to rest, put it to death, and say, God, live through me. Live through me. I hate to skip verses. I got to, though. I'll, I'll be here all night if I, keep, if I keep talking. So go to verse 35. Please read this chapter. I am begging you, please read this chapter. Read it tonight. Don't go to sleep until you read this chapter. Okay? I want to read this. Verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long? We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Not through your stinking, filthy flesh, but through Christ himself, we have victory in his love. For I am persuaded. Listen, he talked about the external. He talked about persecution, famine, nakedness, sword, all those things. It's external. Let's listen to the unseen things that we don't see. I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, excuse me, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now they want to take the first half of eight, and they want to say, if you don't live according to the Spirit, you're not saved. But that just told me that if, I, if I'm saved, there is nothing that will separate me from God's love. Nothing. However, if you want to be in fellowship with God, destroy the flesh. I, I'd said this before, that a preacher, a friend of mine that is in West Virginia, he said, every morning when I get up, I, I just roll over into the grave. I just, I just, I just die right there. I die. I don't, I don't want to live. I want God to live. That's where I want to live. Talk about in the men's group. We always want to be a light. Always want to be a light. That is not the main goal. The main goal is to be in fellowship with him. We are so focused on being good Christians, so focused on being right, so focused on what everyone wants to see, and we, we do it with a good attitude. We want to be good witnesses. We want to have a good testimony. But let me tell you something. That's idolatry. Because it places you before God. Amen. Focus on God. Get your, get your eyes off yourself. Mm -hmm. Focus on Him. And all these things shall be added unto you. All these things. You cannot, what does it say? We cannot fight the fl a flesh, uh, fleshly appetite by indulging in it. God has given us victory over this appetite, and I don't know, if, I don't know, I don't remember where I said this, but 
we are living in a world full of prisoners when the, the door to the prison is wide open. Is God has unlocked it and allowed us to step foot out in victory. And the only reason we choose to follow the flesh is because we love it. And those are the times that God loves us, but we don't love God. So, I say this week's challenge, but I say life's challenge is crucifying the flesh and walking in the spirit. Walking after God. And whenever you start making your own tracks, making your own trails, remember, that's not what separates you from God because this path is not what saved you. You understand? Walking in God's path is not what saves us. His grace is what saves us. This is what establishes our life. This is what brings order to our life. And we have a book, probably multiple in our houses, where we literally, I mean literally, never have to make a decision. Never. It is made for us. Joshua 1.8. We talked about it today, remember? I don't remember it, so I gotta, I gotta turn there. Joshua 1 8 says this This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to according to do all that is written therein, for then, then, then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. You never have to think about what to do. We know what to do. But we choose not to do it. So my encouragement for this week, I know it was long, and I'm sorry, it's usually, I'm usually not 20 minutes long, so I'm, I apologize. But I want to encourage you, whenever you feel like getting angry, whenever you feel like taking that bite of whatever you shouldn't be taking a bite of, or taking that drink, or saying those words, or thinking those thoughts, right then, don't hesitate. Right then, crucify it. Put it to death. Put it to death. I made a fool of myself one time. This was when I was working as an EMT. Um, some people were telling some jokes. And man, all these jokes were coming to my head. And I just wanted to say it looked good. I mean, it just, it would, they were, you ever like have a really good joke? It's going to be really funny. Everybody's going to laugh. But it's just so carnal. Don't, please don't pretend like I'm the only one in this room that, th that I've done that before, okay? We've all done that. Um, I mean, at that moment, I, I said it out loud. God, get rid of that. And I walked out. And I, I, but I didn't, in the, in the moment, I didn't understand what I was doing. But I just knew I was so fed up with my flesh. So fed up with it. And so... Um, gossiping, backbiting, whatever it is, guys, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Because you cannot defeat an appetite by living in it. You can't do it. Read Romans 8 tonight. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for justifying us. Lord, doing the hard part, God, doing it all, really. 
Lord, you have lived this life according to your law perfectly in our flesh. I can't, I can't comprehend that. But Lord, you did it. Lord, not only that, but you died a death that you did not deserve. Lord, you could have literally lived in flesh for all of eternity because you were perfect. But God, you chose to go to the cross. You said, no man takes my life. I lay it down. You chose to do that. And Lord, through that, through faith in that, you give us victory through the sanctification of your spirit. Lord, I pray that any inkling of our flesh, I pray that you will cut the head off, put it to death forever, Lord. And one day you will. One day you will. One day we will have a glorified body where we won't have to battle the flesh anymore. We will live in total peace and harmony with you for all of eternity. But until then, until then, help us to fight the flesh, which is the greatest fight of all, Lord, because you are literally by our side as we do it. I pray that you will shine more than we do. I pray that you will speak louder than our minds and our hearts do. I pray that you will just help us to have victory inside of you. Big or small, I pray that we'll give you the honor for it and glory for it. I pray in Christ's name. Amen.